Hello, guys. Hello, everybody. <coughs> Thank you for coming back and listening to us once again. Today, we're going to just try to have a couple of simple conversations about some uh, of the things going on in the world, as well as something we both wanted to talk about that we have an opinion about. Doesn't mean you have to share the opinion, but just wanted to share our conversation and insights, because that's what this is all about is father-daughter communication so wow here we are seemingly in year 10 of coronavirus <laughs> at least not quite like. <clears throat> um i don't know it's been probably three months two and a half three months something like that right? oh by the way promo this is not sponsored by this person but if you want to hear a song about coronavirus matthew west has one so yeah he wrote good. a song about it it's kind of funny so it's one of those uh, silly songs, kind of, but it's a good one. Yeah. Anyway, boy, things are crazy. Yes. Um, up and down. Um, we are in a city in Oregon that is now in phase one of reopening. <laughs> That's awesome. We are also, uh, this Sunday, we are back at church. Oh, we are? I didn't yes. know that. That was what the meeting was about tonight. Oh. So back at church there. However, there are some restrictions, and those will be announced by the pastor at a later date, mm. uh, probably Thursday, I'm guessing. <clears throat> For those of you in our church that are listening to this right now, uh, wait to hear that. Uh, about the details from that and sorry if pastor. we spoiled it for you that church is coming this sunday <laughs> church is coming that's that's the good news so i uh, can't wait till everything's just back to normal really mm. but i think the things things are headed in the right direction i think that um uh, our town our church our government everything's headed in the right direction to have things fully reopened and hopefully we'll still have a pretty lengthy summer yes let's hope <laughs> what is wrong with you? Well, because I want to be out of school and do things and go camping already. Like, come on. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> haven't got to do anything. Haven't got to go camping. Haven't got to go fishing. Didn't have cherry festival. Etc. 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 So you feeling the, the like restrictions or... Yes. Uh, Con constraints of coronavirus as well, even as a uh, eighth grader. Yes. What's the thing you hate about it the most? Besides, obviously, not being able to get out and do stuff. That's um, obvious, but not being able to see anybody in general. Like I used to. Like if I say any, I haven't done this recently, but like. A while ago, I used to tell people, like, let's go hang out. And we'd be like, okay. And then maybe it wouldn't work out or whatever, but it was fine. Now I can't do that. We just have to be like, hey, what are you doing? Nothing. What are you doing? Just texting each other. And it's like, oh, yeah. Forgot you're also doing nothing. I think the thing I hate the most, besides church attendance, because mm -hmm. we've already talked about that a little bit, not being able to go to church. But uh, the thing I hate the most is how it's affecting buying stuff at the stores. Restrictions on meat, restrictions on chicken, restrictions on beef, restrictions on seafood, restrictions on toilet paper. Restrictions there wasn't hair on, clippers in stock for a yeah, while. Yeah, restrictions on uh, uh, disinfectants. I mean, there's all this stuff. If there is anything in the store to buy, yes, you can only buy a certain amount, which really stinks because most of the time we're not 
We're not trying to hoard, which is what they're trying to get people to not do, is go buy 30 packs of We just have paper. a four-person family, and we need a lot <clears throat> of toilet paper because all of us use it. Or, or um, meat is what I was really talking yeah, we about. we all eat but meat, too. We're not we vegan to the store, in this household. Went to the store to get, as you know, some chicken and meat and stuff, and they were all limited to, to a, a, a purchase. And it's like, look, we buy ground turkey for our meat, our main staple meat, and we can only buy two. It's like we normally, even when there was no coronavirus, we'd buy four or five because we use it for a lot of different things. Yeah, tacos, tacos, you know, spaghetti. we throw it in different stuff. So it's like it goes fast. We usually, yeah. every week or two weeks, we're buying three or four packs of that stuff. Or chicken, too. And uh, so that's probably the thing that bothers me the most. We just eat a lot of turkey and chicken. Never... <clears throat> been vegan or vegetarian so it wouldn't work in this house especially we, we like a lot of dairy and meat animal products my mom can't have some of them though because she's like allergic to dairy but other than to even though she dairy. loves yeah even though she loves cheese and that's one of her favorite foods it's she tries to not have as much dairy so we'll get almond milk and stuff sometimes but Mainly use regular milk and cheese and regular meat, not fake meat, so. Here's a question I want to ask you. Change the <clears> subject <throat> a little bit here. I want to ask you a question. So I want to have a dialogue back and forth with you about yeah. this subject. Because it's important and because <laughs> I think that um, it's something that, <clears throat> as a Christian... You need to be conscious of what you're doing here in this in this particular topic. But even not as a as a Christian, even just as a normal person, it seems like it affects them a lot of life, and that is music. Oh yes, music is huge. So for let me ask you a couple of questions, and then we'll kind of just okay. talk about different things. So first off, what is your favorite kind or style genre of music? Are we talking about respectively in like Christian music, right? Like my genre in Christian music, not just Christian music as just as a genre, right? Yes. Okay. I don't really know. I like lots of different musics, like um, styles of music. I mean, um, like on I have playlists and stuff on my phone, and sometimes there'll be like a rock song next to a gospel song next to a rap song next to just like. A regular like church song and so i i listen to all kinds of music all christian of course but okay genres of music. now apart from genre what do you think what do you feel um from a christian perspective and then from a non-christian perspective just try to like a practical perspective mm -hmm. what do you feel the purpose of music is let's start with from a christian's perspective what's the purpose of music well i feel like it's <clears throat> multiple because there's things like one of the purposes one of the most main and prevalent pur purposes that is pretty much the purpose that should be is in christian music is to glorify god and to uh, minister to others through music and sometimes there's songs like the, the Matthew West song we were talking about earlier. That's just for, like, entertainment. That's not, like, he's not 
you know, lifting up God in any way with that, really. Multifaceted. Yeah. Emotion. So, like, entertainment and also worshiping God. Okay, what about <clears throat> from a practical, non-religious perspective? What is the purpose of music? Purely entertainment or another thing is people like to use it to... Um, I don't know if this is the right wording, but, like, get in touch with themselves in a way. I know that kind of sounds weird. But, like, when people are sad, they're not going to listen to happy songs. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They'll listen to sad songs. And so it's kind of, like, I wouldn't say burying them in their emotions, but kind of, like, in a way, they're just trying to express themselves, but they don't want to tell anybody or, like, be around other people. So they'll just listen to sad music. That helps them to, like, get it out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Is that everything? I don't know. Let me present you with another topic, and then let's discuss it. Okay. There is a belief, um, and I'll talk, talk about my opinion on the belief. There's this idea that music is simply just an art, an art form of expression. So some people use it simply as an artist to express themselves no other reason i see a lot of problems with this okay so one is we live in a free country yes most of the world in the in terms of entertainment they live in with some freedom to express themselves with that yes. form of music or singing yeah um the problem that i see with it being simply an art form of expression is that you put it out publicly, right? If you're expressing right. yourself and you want to express yourself publicly, what's the purpose of expressing yourself publicly? Well, then somebody could say, well, I feel like when I express myself that I know there's other people in the world that may be feeling some of the, the same, same things thing, I yeah. do. And so then they can kind of um, sympathize with my Me. expression. Yeah, and my maybe, that will, maybe that will mean something to them, whether yeah. good or bad. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of good things that could come from that. I mean, there's some really good people that have written some good songs that people who are sad, feeling depressed, uh, suicidal, different things, yeah, songs helps. helped encourage yeah. them. Right. I've seen that. on. Like, Typically, it's a song with a positive. Yeah, I've message. seen that on like YouTube. I'll be listening to some song and somebody will comment this. My, I was going to commit suicide, but this song helped me, or blah, 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 about my life, or this is helping me, I have cancer right now, this is whatever. And that is not um, completely only uh, Christian music that does that. There's all yeah. kinds of songs and music that's not Christian or religious of any kind Yeah, that, that helps people, yeah. right, or encourages them. The problem that I have with that idea with I'm only making music as an art form to express myself is that when you publicly put something out to express yourself, even if you say, I'm not putting this public to encourage anybody, to help anybody, or to hurt anybody, mm -hmm. I'm just expressing it, it became popular, and I'm gaining money from it, that's not my fault, what people do with it, it's their yeah. fault. Even if that's what you do, when you put something public, in my opinion, you're taking responsibility now for that public quote-unquote statement, right? Yeah. You're expressing yourself based on your feelings, childhood, past, whatever. Mm -hmm. You're now putting it public. People pay for it. People buy it. They download it. 
how it affects them now isn't necessarily your responsibility in terms of, hey, this person heard my song and did something bad. Yeah. So that's my responsibility. Yeah. But there's got to be some sort of personal responsibility you take on the message you're sending. Yeah, because if you're telling, if you're singing a song about death and all this stuff and then somebody, you know, loses somebody or something, that might song might not be the best for their mental health because they're hearing it and then they're thinking about that person and it's going, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just tearing down their emotional and mental state. So I wonder, and I don't have, I don't have the science to this, but I wonder how some of that negative music affects people with mental health problems Mm -hmm. in the same way. It can encourage somebody who is suicidal, which is a mental health struggle Yeah. to be encouraged to not be suicidal. How can some of the music that doesn't have a good message affect people that have a mental health problem and maybe push them to the dark side? I think of things like the Columbine shooting, and I think of things like, um, uh, I don't know, different gangs that are affiliated with music or rap and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I think of how that so many people pointed to music as a factor. Not that Columbine couldn't have happened because, you know, I'm I'm not saying that Marilyn Manson, the music that those kids were listening to, that heavy rock or Marilyn Manson specifically because he was named a lot during that that time. I'm not saying they're responsible. I'm also not saying that it's... that if they hadn't listened to that music, that they wouldn't have done what they did. They may have still continued. But how much did that influence them? What negative messages did they hear that maybe pushed them over the edge with their mental health problems? Also, um, sometimes if you... Because sometimes people are like, well, I don't listen to the words. Well, sometimes they don't and they just kind of, you know, filter it out. They're not even paying attention to the song because they're doing something else. But sometimes, like, I'll do that even. I'll hear a song, and I'm like, whatever, doing my homework or whatever. And then afterwards, I'll listen to the same song again, and I'm like, oh, oh. Like, I understand, like, what they're trying to say in the song. Like, the metaphor of what they're saying makes mm-hmm. sense to me. Uh, that's probably another thing that people do is they actually listen to the words in the song and are like, oh, yeah, that makes sense, or I agree with that, or whatever. You know what I mean? Everything in our in our society this day, especially now with the advent of, of technology the way that it is, everything that's put out, whether it be content on YouTube, whether it's music, Podcasts. whether it's podcasting, everything has influence. Yeah. E- even if you're a small guy, even if you're somebody that isn't popular, that isn't listened to widely, doesn't get a lot of views, even if your f- song isn't famous... It's influencing somebody. Yeah, somebody heard your song at least. And I'm not saying I know the answer to this. I'm just talking to you and yeah. asking you questions. We're because not I professional want you to, psychologists. Or I want you to think about... Well, I'm trying to... I'm yeah. talking to you. I'm trying to yeah, make Yeah, but a, I'm saying in general. Sorry. I'm trying to make a point to you about something. Mm-hmm. Giving you a life lesson here. Everything we do and say, especially with all the internet now, that we put out publicly influences somebody yeah it's our choice to decide the content of what we're putting out so that it influences people in a good way right that's true yeah we must make a good choice so 
We're going to take a break here in a second, but I wanted to ask you a question, and then when we come back, we'll talk about it. Okay. What are you doing to influence people in a positive way? Think about it, because I know you don't, you may not even consider what you mm. are doing. You yeah. are doing stuff. Yeah. So what are you doing? And then think about it deeper and find out what's the purpose and what do you hope comes of it. Mm. Let's talk about that when we come back in just a few minutes. All right. Thanks for that. And uh, we're back here. So the question was, just to reiterate, what are you doing that's influencing others? How do you think it's going and how, how are you influencing? Mm -hmm. And then what do you hope comes of it? What would you like to see happen? I know this is going to sound very, very, very cliche because everyone's going to be like, oh, of course she said that. But I feel like with, because people say, oh, my religion, my religion, my religion. That's what people would think I would say. I wouldn't necessarily say it's my religion. It's my lifestyle because Pentecostalism is not my religion or my church or whatever. It's my lifestyle and I don't just live it at church. You know what I mean? Mm. So I think that's my lifestyle and the way I dress and the way I act and the way I talk is what influences people the most in my day-to-day -day life because my friends or people that I see at the grocery store or whatever, they see that I have longer hair or I have a skirt on or, you know, I'm not cussing every five minutes. You know what I mean? So... Especially with nowadays, there's more and more younger and younger kids cussing and doing this and saying that and acting like a brat to their dad and this and that. So, I feel like my lifestyle is what influences people the most. Okay. Is there anything else you do in life that influences people? My podcast and I've like... um played music and different things and I've sang when I was younger and stuff so okay how does it affect people you're not famous right yeah I'm not famous you're not you're not uh in a spotlight you're not running if I for walk governor. down if I walk down the street nobody's gonna know who I am right usually. so you have an influence in your circle yes. how is it influencing people let's start with what you said first your belief system your lifestyle how is that affecting people, whether they be relatives, friends, strangers? How is it affecting them? And then how would you like it to affect people? What would you like your lifestyle to accomplish? I don't know if I can necessarily say how it's affecting them because I feel like depending on who it is specifically, like not just, oh, my, it affects my family members this way and affects my friends this way. Like this girl or this right. guy. Okay. Let, like, me re let me rephrase. I mean? Let me rephrase. You have a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It definitely influences people yeah. that around you, right? It's not influencing millions. Yeah. But let's just talk about your inner circle, your people that yes. you influence, even if it's only three, right? Okay. On a scale of one to ten, and then talk about it, mm -hmm. how is that actually working? How is it influencing people? Not specifically, mm -hmm. just meaning like, I think that my lifestyle definitely has a positive influence or it doesn't or it may be okay. some type, that kind of thing. So is 10 positive or negative? Good. Okay. Positive. I would say it's from a 5 to a 7, anywhere in between there. 
because it's not like I live so radically and like so different than everybody else. It's like, like I do live very, very different, but it's not like, you know, somebody walk down the, walking down the street and see me and like, oh my gosh, she's blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? They mm -hmm. might say, oh, she's wearing a skirt. Cool. You know? So I wouldn't say it's like drastically different than like anybody else walking down the street but i feel like it is more on the higher side because it influences people positively to see that i'm not being disrespectful or doing things that i shouldn't be doing and acting the best that i can and helping everybody and like dressing as modest as i can you know what i mean so yeah. people see that and they're like oh that's cool that's nice you know what i mean and what about your podcast my podcast um what do you think how do you how do you think it's going it's it's really difficult to gauge because yeah. you don't have a lot of feedback but how do you um, think it's going and in influencing people that you're having conversations like this one with me with your dad and you're trying to put it out there that teenage girls and their dads can have dialogue yeah. and talk about things i think it's again like a five to a seven because it's not you know, we're obviously not reaching millions, like you said, but we're not reaching, like, two people. So, it is, effect, like, positively affecting people. Like, we've heard people tell us, oh, this is really good. I enjoyed that one. Some of my friends have said, oh, like, that's funny. I really like it. So, they enjoy, people enjoy listening to it and hearing even the more serious, like, the first one we did, which was a more serious conversation, my friend said she really enjoyed the perspectives that we gave on, like, the different subjects we talked about. So, even, like, my non-Christian friends have enjoyed these podcasts. So, um... Because we try to make yeah. them practical, I think, yeah. too. So... Okay, so let me give yeah. you some feedback. I'm going to encourage you a little bit. I think it's important that parents do that to their children. Um, so, I'm going to encourage you a little bit. But I'm also going to give you some perspective on some of the aspects that, From you, an outsider's perspective. that you are doing well that you're not seeing okay. 100%. Because so, I'm, I'm me and you're right. on the outside. I would say that your influence, your lifestyle is probably a lot higher than a 7. You just don't realize it. I would say somewhere between... Well, I, d I think it's because... Sorry, I interrupted you. But I think it's because I don't feel that different from everybody else. You know, like... Because people have accepted me even though I am, quote-unquote, different or weird. Because the people I try to make friends with aren't going to be like, eh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I've never felt like an outsider person. What I, what I mean is that there's an influence you don't even realize you're having. Do you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, someone once said it's an unconscious influence. Meaning you're living the way you choose to live. And it's influencing people and you don't even know it. Yeah, that's, that, is that happens a lot. With and people um, there really is some watching. evidence of that, right? You know, I remember when you were at school and some of the influence you were having on some of your friends, close friends. Here's what you're getting. You're doing really well. And you, I want to give you some praise for it. Mm -hmm. Not compromising. Okay. When you have, whether you're religious or non-religious, yeah. when you have a personal style that you've decided to live yeah. when you live a lifestyle whatever that may be um it's easy to let your peers friends relatives even 
societal peer pressure mm-hmm. come and be like, I really don't want to do this, right? Yeah. You know that mom and I aren't going to, we're not going to yell and scream and fight about yeah. something if you just, it was like, well, I don't know if you question stuff, right? Yeah. Like, you've taught me this, but I don't feel this way and mm-hmm. I don't see it. We would either talk to you about it, talk it out, but ultimately it would be your choice. Yeah. This lifestyle you've chosen is your choice, right? Yeah. And so not compromising has a huge influence on people. Yeah. Especially when you look at like, let's compare you mm-hmm. to general, general perspective of celebrities, okay. movie stars, yeah. singers, whatever it may mm-hmm. be. They I'm have not an influence. a celebrity, though. No. But we're comparing you because <laughs> yeah. I want you to see yeah. how important okay. it is. We've, we can watch, we can look at a celebrity. Let's just say mm-hmm. a singer who's been singing for 30 years. Okay. We can see when they first start their, their career as a young kid or a, a teenager. Or sometimes even a young adult. And they have innocence. They have um, belief systems. They try to... Um, uh, portray some sort of like uh, general goodness and they kindness even look and a certain way. charity of some sort. Dress yeah, they even look, way. act, and dress certain. And sometimes they'll even be outspoken against certain things. Mm-hmm. And you fast forward in that same person twenty years later. Now I understand people change. Yeah. We all change. We're all growing yeah. and stuff. But uh, some of them would look back and say, "Well, I was uneducated. I didn't know yeah. what I was talking about back then." Right. But if you look at it in from a perspective like we are looking at it, and it, you look at them now and go, "Wow, they're so much worse." Yeah, and they're just than they were when they yeah. were younger. And so when I when I point that out to you, mm-hmm. I want you to see that because what I'm trying to help you understand is you've chosen some things to do and to live that you won't compromise. Mm-hmm. And whether you know it or not, you're having a huge influence on everybody that comes in contact with you. And I think. That that spills over into the podcast because your whole purpose, and this was your yeah. idea, really. Yeah, it was. Your whole purpose behind this is that there is a stereotype. Yeah. That daddy and little daughter don't talk, right? Or that they, they, Christians they, don't have opinions on certain things. Right. If they do talk, they don't have dialogue like we're yeah. having. And yes, we purposefully set time aside to sit and have yeah. these long conversations. But generally speaking, we, we had talk, conversations like yeah, this. Yeah, we talk just like not, this all the time. Just not sitting down for 45 minutes face-to-face like we do yeah. now. Um, we would have them 10 or 15-minute intervals throughout the day or throughout yeah. a weekend or whatever it may be. We, just, we talk all the time. So I think that your, your unconscious influence on other people... Through your lifestyle and your podcast, I would rate it like a nine. Like because uh, I think that the people around you are really affected by who you are as a mm. person. Yeah, like you were saying about those celebrities, how they change so much over time. It's like almost like they're a completely different person. Like most of the time they don't look the same, they don't dress the same, they don't act the same. They're like literally a completely different person. They're not even the same anymore. But there are some, and I don't mean it to sound like some can't be this way if they're not Christian, but when I think about it, of course, what comes to my mind is what I know. And so there are some Christian singers who started singing at a young age and had principles and lifestyles, and here they are 20, 30, 40 years later, 
and they're still living by those same principles yeah. and lifestyles. Even if they're not completely. And that to me means something. Yeah. The lack of compromise, especially with your personal beliefs, is not closed-mindedness. Yeah. It's the fact that you found something that's right to you yeah. and for you. And you not compromising, no matter what you believe, mm-hmm. not compromising influences a lot of people. Yeah. And on the opposite end of that, there is some Christian singers that when they were younger, they believed certain things. And now oh, they don't good, believe that or they changed or they do this. They believe something else. So it's not just And it doesn't always people. look yeah. good. Yeah. It was like you gave a message and here you are three years later contradicting the yeah. message you gave in an entire album. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes even like I've seen some Christian singers go completely like worldly they don't even they're not even christian singers anymore because they decided that they wanted money more than their beliefs so which i've literally that is their choice freedom to do it no judgment i'm just saying the lack of compromise influences more than you realize wow that was a little bit serious topic um most of the reason I brought it, I know we talked about it from the avenue of music because I, I think mm-hmm. music really is important to both of us. Yeah. But really, the conversation was more about what we're doing as humans to influence others. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've... W- one of the things I want you to remember is that <clears throat> in life, you're going to make mistakes and uh, you're going to have failures And there will be people around you or people on the fringes of your life that you'll either hear them say, you'll hear of them saying, or you'll just know that they are saying things that are negative. Like, how can you continue to be this person when you made this mistake? Uh It's very evident in my life, right? Um, We've all made mistakes before. Right. What I'm saying is Mm -hmm. it's very evident in my life in that my... Um, <laughs> the way my life has played out, mm-hmm. at least in our small circle of people, is very open, right? Yes. Everybody knows. Everybody knows Johnny did this, was, and then Johnny did well, that. And where I was there. working on doing good mm-hmm. things, becoming a minister, trying to work towards yes. that. In my mid-20s, I made a bunch of bad decisions that led me down the bad path and a wrong road for mm-hmm. a, f- a few years. And then the journey from me coming to my senses and saying, I need to yeah. fix this in my life and working now for another five, almost six years. Wow. <laughs> seven almost, I guess. Yeah. Seven years now on fixing myself, yeah. right? By the way, if you didn't know, my dad is officially a licensed minister. Yeah. So that's, and there's, that's the public yeah. part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, when I say public, I'm not talking about like millions of people. No, we're not yeah. famous. But what I mean to public is like. It's common knowledge when yeah. you know me, if you know who I am. Yeah, if you know Johnny Delagorza. You, you definitely know that this was what I was doing, these are the mistakes I made, and these this is where I am now. Yeah. So that's evident. What I'm trying to tell you mm-hmm. is you're going to make a mistake someday. There's going to be things you do that you could look back and wish, oh my word, I don't know why I did that, why I said that, yeah. why I went there, why I, whatever. And you're going to always have people on the fringes. The fringe can't matter to you. Okay. The fringe has to be something that you know exists, but those people can't influence or change your belief system. 
And the reason I tell you that is because you're a human. Mm-hmm. You're going to make a mistake someday and you're going to hear the whispers of people saying negative things. But if you can push through that, you can do kind of like I've done. Push through all the negativity and say, I'm determined that even though I've made some mistakes, that I'm going to try my best to come out on the other side. Yeah. That's an important life lesson. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I love you. Love you too. <laughs> Speaking of influencing people, um, go ahead. Uh, we were talking a little bit earlier today about comedy shows and their influence on people, or just like oh. TV shows and mm. things like that in general, because. I was watching an interview of this guy the other day. I'm not going to say who he is. Um, And he was answering a question if his comedy show was good for all ages. And I wasn't watching his comedy show, by the way. I was watching him do an interview. Um, And he said no. And he said he is confused why parents will bring their children in to see his show because he mentions it all the time that this isn't for children and I feel like that I don't feel that that is a right thing to do no no like bashing on him I'm not saying anything bad about him he's hilarious guy um but I just don't think that's right to say oh it's you know it's not age appropriate you can't like why you know what I mean like, you're saying, like, the comedian or the artist shouldn't put in a say it's not age-appropriate? No, I'm saying they shouldn't, um, they shouldn't make content exclusively for one age group. I understand that that's, like, a thing, but if, ah, if the reason saying. they're saying that is because they're cussing or saying this or being inappropriate... That I understand be that wrong the, for an yeah, adult too. Yeah, I'm, there's people that are like, "Oh, that's funny though." But like, why 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 should you even be listening to that? Well, I have an answer. You know what I mean? I have an answer to that. Um, or like when parents say, "This is in a kid movie." And then the kids grow up and suddenly it's a it's it's my movie. I can watch it now. Like, right. That's Well, I have an answer it? sort of. I have an answer. I have some insight here. And the reason is I actually went through this exact same thought process mm-hmm. just over a year ago because we were talking, I think I was in a class or something and we were having dialogue concerning this. And it's funny because we actually do that very, very well. We It's kind of a lie. It's kind of mm-hmm. similar to the Santa Claus thing. You tell your mm-hmm. kids Santa Claus is real until they're six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Their friends spill the beans and then eventually your kids find out Santa's not real. Yeah. Essentially what your kid just found out is you lied to him for the first five years <laughs> of his life, right? Yeah. Which sounds funny to us. Like, why yeah. would you even lie to your kid? But to yeah. some people they're just like, no, I was trying to keep his imagination alive. Which makes no sense to me. Yeah, okay. But... Anyway, beside the point. <laughs> on In terms of that. Mm-hmm. That is a programming thing. Mm -hmm. It's really just a societal norm now to say this movie is not kid friendly. Well, what is the magic age that now it becomes friendly? Yeah. Right? So a parent might 
teach their kid, don't watch these movies, don't say those bad words, don't smoke yeah. cigarettes, don't do this, don't do that. And then the kid looks and goes, why are you watching that movie? Why are you smoking that cigarette? Yeah. Why are you saying those bad words? And they say, well, because I'm an adult. When you're an adult, you can choose what you want to do. What you're doing is you're teaching your kids there comes an age where I can do whatever I want. Now, that may sound logical to some people like, well, there is an age you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Right. It's 18 in the United yeah. States. You're an adult. You can do whatever you want. But technically. But, but put it into a different perspective in kids' minds, right? Yeah. If everything you're telling them not to do is bad, quote unquote, mm -hmm. and when they get old enough, they can do whatever they want. Then all the things they shouldn't do, like yeah. don't take that candy bar, you know, from the store, right? Or don't, don't hit that person. Yeah, don't abuse somebody, but don't hit this. Don't do this. Don't do that. The things you're trying to teach them as good principles, yeah. it gets convoluted. And what's happened is it's, it's yeah. changed the way society is. Look at the kids today. Look yeah. at the teenagers or, or young that, adults that today get arrested and that then... are spoiled, rotten brats, think they can do whatever they want, are fully entitled. They they think that they, they can be whoever they want, whenever they yeah. want. Why? Because the parents gave them these mixed messages that while they were young, they weren't allowed to do X, 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 X. Yes. Until you're old enough. Mm -hmm. And there's no line drawn of like, these are this is the list of things you can do when you're old enough, but you can't do as a kid. These are the things you can never do because they're against the law. They're yeah. against, you know, mor moral living. They're against <laughs> society. They're against whatever, right? Yeah. There's no lists. They yeah. just say, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. When you're old enough, you can make your own choices. And then they see their parents doing half of the stuff they said yeah. not to do. It completely programs these kids to grow up and become people that make poor choices. Yeah. Now, that's not true for everything. This is very general speech, okay? Yes. It can't be true for everything because obviously there's kids that get told all that stuff that grow up to be great people, right? Yeah. So I, I'm not saying that that's like every person that hears that is mm -hmm. always going to be programmed to do bad things. Yeah. But generally speaking... The majority of people that grow up hearing that kind of stuff and then watching the hypocritical actions of their parents tend to grow up and find out that, hey, there's a bunch of stuff I'm going to do that I shouldn't do. Yeah. If you trace it back, I'll, I also, would wager that that's a That's big also probably where a lot of rebellion in older to mid-teenagers comes from because they feel like they're almost an adult, you know. Why not try getting a tattoo or doing this or doing that because if I'm going to do it in a few years anyways why can't I try it right now you know what I mean yep and the restriction the restrictive nature that it comes to when you watch your parents be hypocritical like that right in mm -hmm. front of you like don't smoke it's bad for you and then you watch them out on the porch smoking that's one silly example but when that kind of thing happens then what it does is it breeds in you a desire to get to that place where you've, I can't wait to get to the age where I can watch this kind of movie or listen mm -hmm. to that kind of music or smoke that thing or do say those words, whatever that thing yeah. is. It almost puts an anxiety of expectation. Like I can't wait till I'm such and such. How many times have I heard a kid say, I can't wait till I'm 21 so I can go out drinking. Why is that the thing you think about when you're 21? Yeah. Everybody, take a moment. 
put that in your brain. Why? Why are Christian you or about, not? Yeah. Christian or not? Why is the thing you think about is when I turn 21, what you want to know why? Because for 20 years, your parents said, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't yeah. do that. You and can't it's also that. like a role model and thing. And then they watched yeah. you do it. It's also like a role model thing because a lot of younger kids and even younger teenagers admire what their parents do and want to be like their parents. So if they see, oh, they're doing that, I want to do it too. But they're they're not allowed, you know. And so when they get to that age, they're like, look, I'm, I'm like my mom now. You know what I mean? So someone might argue. So Johnny, do you tell your kids they can do everything that's not age appropriate? Because I can think of a few things right now I don't allow you to do um, that I will allow you to do as an adult. Mm -hmm. Here's the difference. At least here's the difference in our home. Okay, yes. I can't speak for everybody who would be against that kind of thing. But here's what I've done because I know that that's how people do things. The things that are restricted, which is mm -hmm. very little. I yeah. mean... Um, the things that are restricted from... Let me give you an example. Mm -hmm. Your phone, yeah. right? We gave you a phone. Your phone has a lot of restrictions on mm -hmm. it. You're a teenager. There's a lot of restrictions on there. Those restrictions, and I've explained this to you, those yes. restrictions are not because I don't trust you. Yeah. Actually, it's the complete opposite. Those restrictions are specifically because at your age, in the mental underdeveloped mental state that you're in because you're going to be mentally developing till you're in your mid twenties Yeah. as a female, most females develop until they're 18 to 23, 24, something like that. And guys, I think up until they're 30, their mental state is constant yeah. development. When your mental state is not in full development, it's easy for other people who are to take advantage of you mm -hmm. with all the sexual predators and, and people doing, weird things, and the ability to be exposed to things online, what we're trying to do is is the same thing that a mother does to a baby. Mm -hmm. They might breastfeed for a while. Over time, they wean them off of that because as you get older, you shouldn't continue to breastfeed. Mm -hmm. If you're 7, 8, 9, 10, That's you shouldn't disgusting. still be breastfeeding, right? That's why you wean them off of it. But you don't just do a cold turkey. So it's a similar thing in that we're not restricting you. We're trying to protect you. So there's guidelines around you for protection. Mm -hmm. And then those guidances go away as you get older and develop in your mind and in your in your understanding and different things. Life experience happens. And eventually as you become an adult, um, it's not our job to fully protect you like we were given that responsibility as your yeah. parents when you were a minor. And yeah. so you then get the majority of the responsibility of protecting your own heart, mind, spirit, soul, whatever. And a lot of... And that's called autonomy. Yeah. And a lot of the things I'm restricted to do that are not for my age Quote are unquote. not really necessarily bad things. They're just things, like he said, protection for me for now. But they're not like bad things per se you know what I mean well and it's the other thing too so you know I mean I'd love to sit and talk with somebody that doesn't agree with me so that mm -hmm. we could um, discuss this because I'd really like to see some outside perspective but as I think about it somebody could say well you know that's what I'm doing when I tell my kid that he shouldn't smoke 
you know, I've made bad choices. I don't want them to make the bad choice either. But I don't tell you that there's bad things online that you shouldn't expose yourself to or that mm-hmm. people could get to you as and not protect myself either. Yeah, you don't watch those kind of things. Or view things or expose myself to things that are not good, right? Yeah. So I don't do them either. And one of the reasons that I feel confident in this, at least in this very specific area, because we're using it as an example, is that unlike a lot of parents, my phone doesn't have a lock on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, The lock that it does have is a very simple one for just for people at work and my children's fingerprint is on my phone and they know the lock password. Most of my family does. Mm -hmm. And I have no restrictions on my, on my my parents know my password too. Yeah. So my daughter who's here with me could get my phone, open it and do anything she wants on there. Mm -hmm. I don't have anything in my browser history. I would worry about. I don't have any text messages that I would be concerned her seeing. Now, she wouldn't go snooping through my phone. That's just not what we do. Yeah. But I feel confident that she could because there's nothing there that I, quote unquote, restrict her from. That's really not a restriction on her, but a protection Mm -hmm. that I don't do myself. Yeah. So that'd be the difference is that I feel like the problem is in the hypocritical part of it. Mm -hmm. Tell your kid don't smoke. Then they see you smoking outside. You might say, I'm trying to protect them. That makes sense. But if you're trying to protect them, the best way to protect them would be for you to quit smoking. Yeah. So that's my perspective on that idea. So the age restriction thing, to me, it's not, it's, you're right. Rather than say my comedic entertainment has an age restriction or Mm -hmm. this movie has an age limit or this music is rated for such and such audience, people shouldn't be putting content out because if it's not good for in in my opinion, mm-hmm. if a co- a comedian can't be funny and family friendly, he's probably not that funny. Yeah, because now he might say things that make people laugh. But it's because he's saying a cuss word or he's yeah. saying this inappropriate thing. True or whatever. talent is somebody who can be family friendly and hilarious. Yeah, because there is no age limit. There is no yeah. restriction. And also, what you're can... saying to a mom. And a dad, you can say to a kid. And yeah, it's still... and it's and it's still funny. That's right. the thing is like it takes more talent to come up with jokes that'll be funny to a five year old and a thirty seven year old and a sixty year old. Yeah, instead of just saying only the thirty seven year old can hear these, they're only going to think it's funny. Then that's not really going to be funny. So, in general speaking, now there's a lot of arguments I'm sure people can make with that, mm-hmm. but generally speaking, I think that's kind of the answer I would mm-hmm. give you about. What else do you want to talk about? Are you done? Um, I think so. I think so, too. We've had a good long talk. Thank you, everybody, for listening to our yep. conversation. If you want to put your feedback, your comments, or maybe even Questions. your arguments yeah. uh, to what we're talking about, please feel free. We'd love to be able to discuss what people talk about. Yeah. If you have an argument about what we've talked about, we'd love to hear it. Um, we're not putting anybody down um, but or, we'd love to hear other people's opinions. This even is ours. if you want to just send us a message or something, and we don't have to say this was by so and so or put your voice in the podcast or anything, we can just mention that somebody sent us in a question if you prefer it that way. Thank you so much, and we'll be talking again soon. And we hope you enjoyed the show. Bye.